This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans. Presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Derry. Yeah, well, we uh, go on vacation for a week, week and a half, and look what happens. This baseball team is dreadful. Welcome into the show, everybody. Brought to you right here by our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. Our sponsors, of course, Dr. Ben Hornstein in the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com slash Dairy. The best uh, T-shirt sports-wise you want, you can get at Breaking Tea. Um, Todd, I don't really know where to start. I mean, last night was devastating. Sunday was devastating. Uh, the team isn't very good. They're banged up. And now sit two games over 500. And remember, when, remember when it was 41 and 31, and we all joked, "Oh man, 10 over 500. How are they doing it?" Well, since they've lost nine of 10, it's, uh, it's not good. I mean, there's not a lot of positives out there. I, I you were gone on vacation, and a well-deserved one, might I add. I too spent some time. Uh, I did last week's pod from the road in lovely Wolfboro, New Hampshire. But as uh, insane tribe fans that you and I are, uh, we both had, you know, we both had the MLB package on the iPad and, and made sure that we were watching as yep. much as possible and, and, and rewatching sometimes, you know, watching some late night game tape when we can sleep. But the, the, the over the, the overriding uh, thought that I have had, and I said it on the pod last week, is this is danger time. This is going to be the most important week. It feels like the turning point of the season, the pitching dam, was on the verge of breaking. And, you know, we can we can get mad all we want. And, listen, I, I, I hate the way they're playing. There's you know We'll get into it, I'm sure. But when you essentially lose – Four, you know, four or five starting pitchers. That's it, it, impossible to replace. I don't care who you are. I mean, we have been so spoiled for so long here because the rotations have been, for the most part, pretty healthy, and there's always been, you know, a, a depth there that has worked. But it's usually been like, hey, maybe one guy gets hurt, maybe two guys get hurt, so you really only have to, you know, use one or two other starters. Did you think we'd ever see Logan Allen again this year? And here he was again making another start yesterday, and he's terrible and shouldn't be in the majors, and it's not his fault. He has to pitch because we have no one else. I mean, listen, I, I like what I'm seeing from the development of, of Eli Morgan, for example. That That's a positive, but, like, Sam Hentges has been terrible. Uh, um, it, it's you just don't know what you're going to get. And when that taxes your bullpen, these guys are getting overworked. And then all of a sudden the bullpen, which has been so good, you know, had, had a couple of slip ups and, you know, against the Astros this, this past weekend where the better team won, the hitting just was not there. And better field continues to, continues to be a black hole. There's just a lot of problems well, going on. You know, it, it's funny. You mentioned Logan Allen. Um, <laughs> he's awful. Okay, he he, and this thing went well. You know, he we sent him down, and you know, I needed to get some work in, and then he got hurt, and geez, we had to rush him up, and golly gee, when has he ever been good? You know, like when when have we gone uh, other than spring, spring, training, spring training? Okay, which are games that don't count. This guy does nothing for me, nothing, and and just doesn't get it done at this level. 
Like, we talk so much about the pitching factory. I'm in the middle of reading this book right now. Have you heard of Dan Sullivan, the author? Yes, I have. Okay. He wrote a book called Who Not How. We have we spend so much time talking about the how all the time. Oh, the pitching factory, and this is how the Indians always do it. We need who's. We don't need how. We need who's. We don't have enough who's. That means you get people to help you get the how done. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's not a who. He blows. Brad, Bradley Zimmer is horrible and plays every fucking day. Enough. Enough. Well, the Indians are you know, they're mixing and matching. Stop. Bradley Zimmer is not a who. Tristan McKenzie is a giant disappointment. People are like, well, he's so young. Pitching factory. Give him time. No. He's not getting it done, and he's so bad, he's not even on this team. Imagine not even being on this in this rotation. That must mean you're not very good. And I know he's young, but he doesn't work hard enough at it. You could tell. The guy's on Twitter 24-7. So, like, those are big disappointments. So when Tristan McKenzie has to, isn't even up here, Bradley Zimmer's playing, which I have no idea why. It, it, and Daniel Johnson can't even get here. And maybe Daniel Johnson will be on the team uh, on tomorrow because they're going to put Eddie Rosario on the injured list. It's just there's not enough who's. That's the problem. Is that just, for sure? You, have you seen that? That's what Tito said last night after the uh, 9-8 loss to the Rays. He said we'll probably have to IL him. That was on Ryan Lewis's uh, Ryan Lewis's Twitter. By the way, speaking of Twitter, I'm getting off of Twitter. I'm pretty much going to post our pod, my Lions pod, other the podcast stuff I do, and but I'm taking a Twitter break. But that's neither here nor there. That's like, a good idea. The place is a total cesspool. I'm just about had it. I don't care about. You know, I don't care about that. You met Phil Mickelson and took a video of you fist bumping him. I don't care about your quote tweets. Uh, everybody's just clout chasing on there and me, me, me. Look at me. Hey, here's me in front of the five serve forum. I'll be there for game three. I don't care that you're in your Milwaukee Bucks gear and taking a selfie of yourself to, to announce that you're at a basketball game. I, I need I need a break. Sorry. Someone's in someone's in a good mood today. <laughs> just. Oh my! But 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 I but I'm, I I quote that book because I'm reading it. and It's very it's good. It's a good book about processes and, and getting the right people to do to get tasks done and, and, and be successful. We don't have enough who's. We talk so much about how and how Tito goes about it and the and and the front office. And bottom line is, there's just not enough good players here. There's not enough who's on this team, and and that's that's a problem. I mean, you look at Tampa Bay and how where how they develop talent. You don't think we couldn't have used that right-handed hitter last night that that drove in the game-winning run and hit the ball over the wall uh, late in the end? Listen, I, I'm not going to go crazy about Yandy Diaz because he, no, he but he's been, better than a lot of a lot of the players on our team. Is my point? He's not. He, listen, he's not great. I, I agree with that argument that we need more talent, but I, I, Yandy, I gave up on that a, a, a couple years ago because he went to Tampa and he's been fine. You know, I mean, he. I, he happened to hit a solo home run last night off of Brian Shaw, who, by the way, is crashing back down to earth. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if they should be using him in the seventh anymore because his velocity from the beginning of the year is down. And he walks one batter basically every time he comes in. His walk numbers are, are the worst of his career. Um, and... 
you know, listen, I, I, I'm not, you know, everything has changed. Everything has changed. I, I, I don't know. But I, but Yandi, whatever. Well, I might, the, I'm just, the, I'm just the making. Uh, is, no, the point yeah. of this is, and I, I agree with you, is that there's not enough talent there. You, you, you got the lowest pay in baseball, and they haven't been able to develop an outfielder to save their lives. You know, that right now we have 85 shortstop second base types in there. You know, there's going to be a decision coming up, you know, whether they do it soon or uh, sooner or later, uh, how they're going to handle the shortstop position and the center field position. Um, but I can tell you one thing, and you touched on this before, there is absolutely no reason that Bradley Zimmer should be on this team. None, anymore. none. He's 28 years old. He can't hit. Right. And we've seen this for years. I, listen, what is that? What is, what is that? Field. What is that batting stance? How, how are you, how are you possibly being comfortable standing standing in the box upright and looking like a a, a tree? You look like a tree. Always, he, he stands. It's very awkward. But the thing about him was they always, you know, the, the, the book on him was always that he, yes, he struck out a lot, but there was like potential 25, uh, you know, 25 uh, homer a year power in there. Well, the power's <laughs> gone. It, it, I don't think it was what ever power? I, I'm yeah. tired. I listened to, obviously, you know, uh, Zach Meisel and, 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 and TJ on that other show and on their, in their podcast, they do a good job. And, uh, and and TJ every week talks about oh he has three extra base hits and 150 plate appearances and it's like exactly. every week it's the same stat and it's not TJ's uh, or Zach Meisel's fault it's just that that that's a known fact there's no extra base power zero now Oscar's back up last night when Rosario left the game to me I would have put Ernie Clement in left and Oscar in center I know Bradley had a diving catch oh he's got speed oh please. He is yeah, so four A. It's disgusting. Why he is he can, still he playing? Can, right, exactly. I, I, so I said, he, you know, he he can run and he can field, but he, he, so did so could Jerome Dyson. You know, like like he and he and, and Jerome Dyson's a better player than him, probably. <laughs> you know, like those guys like Zimmer. You know, Zimmer is Billy Hamilton at this point, and I'd rather it's, Billy it's, Hamilton. It, 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 the, the time has come. It, it's just. Listen, and I, I don't, I want Oscar to, to be good. I don't think he is. But carrying two 40 man roster spots for two center fielders who probably aren't major league players. I mean, I'm going to give Oscar more time. You know, I, hopefully he'll get his confidence back. But to me, I, I just do not want to watch Bradley Zimmer anymore. Put, put him in the Jake Bowers category, I, wasting time. I don't know. But here, now coming back to this conversation. The real question now is there is no center fielder. First of all, this team's not going to spend money on, on or, or make a trade for, for, uh, for uh, you know, high-quality center fielder. If, you know, you're, if they do and it's in the offseason, it's going to be one of those looking for a guy with club control type situations. Um, but, again, you don't have that. Right now, the, the, the depth spot in this organization is, is up the middle, second base and shortstop types. So you're going to come into next year, or even after the break, potentially, if they choose to go this route. You know, and, and, and they have Terry Pluto wrote about this over the weekend, and you and I have talked about this at nauseum. What are they going to do with Ahmed Rosario, who has shown that he needs to be in this lineup every day? Do you move Ahmed back out to center and bring Andres Jimenez back up to play short? 
the rest of the way, who's who's doing a pretty decent job there in Triple A. You know, he's biding his time down there. Maybe he comes back and plays short, and they move Ahmed back to center and just get rid of Zimmer. Or do you just say, you know what, we're going to go with Ahmed at short the rest of the way, ride it out, and then in the off season we're going to spend, which is what they should have done this winter. We're going to spend all winter. You're going to go down to winter ball, and you're going to play center field every day at winter ball. Then you're going to come to spring training as an outfielder, and you're going to be the center fielder next year, Ahmed Rosario. And then you let Jimenez and Gabriel Arias fight it out for short. Or Cesar Hernandez gets traded at the deadline, and then maybe all of a sudden you got Jimenez at second base and leaves Ahmed at short. Or uh, 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 Owen Miller comes back and plays second base. There's a lot of, of, of things at play there, but the center field, the situation with Ahmed Rosario is the one that I'm going to be really watching to see how they handle. Cause I hope they don't botch it. Well, they already have, I mean, they already have botched it. <laughs> if you really look okay, at it, okay. they hope they don't botch it again. Right, again. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, they're 42 and 40. The sky is not falling. I don't hate this team. I don't think the front office sucks. I don't think Tito sucks. And Tito's had a bad couple days managing. Um, but yes, uh, I still have faith they're going to figure something out here, but you're right. I mean, the problem you have with if you put a Med Rosario at, um, if you put a Med Rosario in, in, in center field now, then you're not going to find out about Daniel Johnson then. And then when the 40 man roster and the Rule 5 draft come up, are you going to protect Daniel Johnson? Because then you'd be wasting no. a spot. Especially be, because if, if you've <laughs> been following, and I know you have, there are a lot of our guys who are high-quality, high-end prospects who are going to have to be added. This is a big off-season for adding guys to the 40-man. Okay, proceed. Well, yeah, and the problem is that the Indians and a couple of other teams um, couldn't find out about their players last year because nobody played in the the minor leagues. Look at Minnesota. You think Minnesota wanted to give up on Akil Badu? Akil Badu's I would die to have him on our team. Look at his, his OPS is over 800. You know, the guy's 22 and under control, and but the Twins didn't know what they had in him, let him float out there, didn't protect him, and now he's like the Tigers' best position player. Or the unnamed team, excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's Rule 5 guys helping teams this year, which is rare because, well, teams didn't evaluate their guys properly. But to me, you know, Zimmer's got to go. you got to find out about find out about Mercado so you know whether you protect him or not. And the same goes for Daniel Johnson. But if you put Rosario in center now, to me, Harold Ramirez plays right field every day the rest of the season against righties and lefties. If you're trying to, if you're trying to win, Fran Mill's back, and boy, did he swing a hot bat last night. He looked fantastic. I love when he drives the ball to that part of the ballpark. That was huge for this offense. This offense goes as Jose and the Fran Mill carry that how, how they carry him. I mean, the offense wasn't a problem on Monday night in Tampa. Um, but it's when when we when we pitch, we don't we don't hit, and when we don't pitch, or when we and we do when we when we do hit, we don't pitch. I mean, it's just losing seven in a row and nine to ten, Todd. It just it illuminates a lot of issues and gets you <coughs> so frustrated. But to me now, no, you're right. I, I don't know if they're going to bring Jimenez back up. I plus he's hurt. Uh, I don't yeah. know how severe that that ankle injury is. Stepping on the base the other day uh, and kind of twisting it, but. If you if you bring him back, which I'd be all for, then where are you going to play Daniel Johnson? There's nowhere to play him because Oscar needs to get some reps and left and at least 
see what he can do. And quite honestly, his at-bats over the last couple of days have been better than anything we've seen from bad Zimmer. Yeah, no, you're right. The, the thing about Daniel Johnson is this was the year to find out about him, and they haven't. They, they gave him that one cameo where he went 0 for 9 with 8 strikeouts, and then he was never to be heard from again. And he's only, listen, it's not like he's lighting the world on fire in AAA. I, I think he's got nine homers, but he's hitting like 220, and his OPS is, is not spectacular either. So, again, he might be in that same mindset that Bobby Bradley may have been in, that you you had said that he he was bored. He'd been in AAA for three years, which, by the way, Bobby continues to do a really nice job at both the plate and in the field. He, he does. Remember, remember the big knock on him was he couldn't field. He, he doesn't since he's thinned out. He's got the he, he's always stretching with the splits. I, he's I got good Bobby hands. Nice he's got job. good hands over there. Yep. Like Pritch, he's got good hands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I like. I, I think Bobby's been really good. And again, I come back to the fact that they wasted two full months with Jake Bowers, knowing he couldn't play, and and. Bobby had to sit down there to play. So I just wonder with Daniel Johnson, though, if, if, if they don't give him a shot now and he doesn't come up at some point now, and he may not, you know, Lupo's on the 60-day DL, but he's going to come back at some point. He also, you know, Lupo may also be one of these guys that they look to trade at the deadline. as a, You know, someone might look at him as a right-handed bench bat. And, you know, I don't, I think... I, right-handed power bat? Yeah. The, the, the long and the short of it is... They have some serious decisions to make on the bevy of C minus D plus outfield uh, guys that they're keeping on the forty man, and I think we're going to see a major overhaul of that uh, this offseason. You just said it. You just you just you just helped me make my point from fifteen minutes ago. We're mentioning these players: Daniel Johnson, Bradley Zimmer, Oscar Mercado, Jordan Luplo. Those aren't who's man. You're not. Luplo's a, a major league player. He's a major league player that comes the off three. the I bench. Put him in with the other three. He's a major league player that comes off the bench. It is time for this franchise to have some corner outfielders or even a center fielder that can give us something. We've been we've been talking about center field as a black hole in this organization since Grady Sizemore left. Since the Grady's Ladies T-shirts went back in the box. Seriously, tell me what center fielder since Grady Sizemore has done anything. Tyler Naquin for half a season? No, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I thought it was bad last topic. year with Delino DeShields. It's worse. Oh, my God. <coughs> That's Cough, true. Coughing up a storm. By the way, uh, Dairy Brothers Tribecast, Matt and Todd, back with you on a, a Tuesday morning. Indians and Rays uh, off today. Just what the Indians needed, to sit and stew for 24 more hours, or 48 more hours, after a devastating, terrible loss. How do you lose those games back-to-back Sunday and Monday? Oh my my goodness. The Sunday game, can, can before you read the sponsors, I just want to talk about Sunday. You know, they. The, I, I didn't want to say that that was a must-win game, but after the way they lost, uh, the, got swept in that doubleheader against uh, the unnamed team at home, which was, you know, horrible and then just they got destroyed on Thursday night Friday night was a tough game but it was close but they lost and then Saturday again another bad you know three to two they were in it they were in it and just couldn't get over the home but you needed Sunday's game was felt like a must win and you know they come battling back and against Zach Greinke and 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 
Cesar Hernandez, who I wouldn't be surprised if there was anyone traded from this team, it would be him. Hit, the, hit a homer in the eighth to tie the game off of Granke and really felt like, all right, this is it. We get, we got some momentum here. It's, it's going to be all good. And then you get to the uh, extra innings. And as we all know, in, in, in new baseball, 2021, you start with a man on second base. So Astros, uh, Emmanuel Classe comes out for his second inning of work. Manny. He made such Manny. Not Manny's best two days, although I don't blame him for the tent. It wasn't his fault. Well, yes, it was. So Emmanuel Classe comes out. Strikes out Guriel to start the the tenth, but the ball gets away from Roberto Perez, who's back, by the way, catching. And so now they have first and third with nobody out. And I'm like, oh, this game's over. We're screwed. I know it. Great play, by the way. Ernie Clement, props to him. Came in, played third base a couple times this weekend with uh, Jose Ramirez. Or played really, really well in the field. I thought uh, he made a couple. And he made three really good plays, including this one in the 10th. He's, where he he's, a, I mean, for as bad as our defense is, and we've talked about pitching and hitting, the defense is not good either. Uh, Ernie, Ernie Clement might be our best defender. <laughs> well, hey, and by the way, thank God they made the right decision and kept him instead of you. You know, it was time. It, we'd seen enough of you, Chang, and I'm glad they kept Ernie up. But anyway, uh, I miss, Ernie I miss, I miss, I miss the soldier boy. Yeah, what Great a nice, man. what a nice kid, what a nice guy. But exactly, he's you know, just he's in the same category with Zimmer, and oh, Mercado, and de- Daniel Johnson. Definition for a players. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so Ernie makes this great play. They get Miles Straw hanging off of third. Get the big out. Now you're like, all right, this is good. First and second, one out. You're going to be in, in, in good shape to get out of the inning. And then the infamous 3-6-1 attempt at the double play comes. And Jason Castro grounds one to Bobby, throws it to second for one. And Ahmed is waiting for someone to get to the bag. He kind of holds it, and he throws it. And Klasse literally drops the, a throw right in his glove. And, of course, the ball trickles away. And Yuli Gurriel is watching the play and runs open third. It was just another in a long line of bad defensive plays. But I thought that it couldn't get worse until the bottom of the 10th when Tito has Roberto Perez up there. Now, here. His his explanation was so dumb after the game, too. Tito. It was so dumb. Yes, it was so dumb. So everyone knows how I feel about bunting. I created the bunting is for losers hashtag. It lives forever. And he sends up, man on tying run on second, you have three chances to hit a single. And he sends Roberto up, who ha- who pops a bunt up to the pitcher, and Harold gets hung out to dry in second base. Bad. It's just more, this team is so bad fundamentally. Bad defense, bad base running. It's like the, the stories of the season. And and that was it. And uh, Oscar Mercado you know, came up and struck out. The inning was over, and that was it. And at the time, I said that loss to me felt like the worst loss of the season, ahead of the Josh Naylor since Cincinnati game. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. But then last night topped it all, in my opinion, because they came back after being down four-one. Logan Allen giving up the grand slam to Brandon Lau, and then they make this awesome comeback, and Franmil Reyes just drilling the ball all over the field, driving in runs. You know, you're up 8-5, and you turn it over to the bullpen that's been so good this year, and they can't get the job done, and you lose 9-8 and 9. It was just, 
that was the worst. So, so you've seen two of the worst three losses back to in, back in of this season. Yeah, in, in back to back, and it's terrible. The fundamentals have been bad. Tito, who I've given you and I have given so much praise to, in a terrible managing week. Many, many bad decisions, but nothing could top that bunt. Nothing. And, and after the game to say, well, our, our goal was on the first pitch, Roberto was going to show bunt. And if he didn't get it down, then we'd have him swing away. So we'd bring the infielders in, so we'd have a more, bigger lane to hit the ball. What does that mean? So you want so so then tell him to pull the bat back. Don't tell him right. then to lay it down. And then you know he bunted earlier in the game, and they asked him about that, and he said, "Well, he did that on his own." So what are we doing here? Yeah, I saw that. What are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean you were going to show it the first time? If you're going to show it, then don't do it. Show show bunt and pull the bat back. And even if it's a strike, a ball, whatever, then you pull the infielders in, great. But don't actually lay it down. Play for the win. We're playing for the tie at home? What is that? And they were also, correct, they were also bunting essentially to get to Zimmer or Oscar Mercado because Zimmer was pinch hit for it. So you're going to wait, you're going to throw an out away to get to, Zimmer, Mercado, and then Clement, and then Clement, who was hitting ninth that day. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's just this team, this team right now is just beyond aggravating. I I, I said it going into last week, this this feels like the crossroads of the season, and they have not responded well, to say the least. Well, and and I'll say this, you look, you look, you look at the schedule, too for July and all the teams that we're playing as opposed to the teams in June, and it's night and day, you know? Oh, yeah. You're spiraling spiraling in a bad spot, just get swept by a very good Astros team, and you got to go to Tampa? The place is a house of horrors. The ball bounces like a there. rubber ball in there. I mean, even the never game, win there. Never. You know, that's a tough place to win. Tough play. And they haven't been playing well either. We keep catching these teams. Like, we, we catch the Astros off a home sweep. They got swept at home by Baltimore. So they came in all guns a-blazing. Half their roster was out. You know, Brantley barely played in that series. Jordan basically barely played in that series. Bregman was out the whole series. And we couldn't touch him. Like, you want to you talk about organizational depth and developing position players. My God. That Astros team is deep. They got guys all over the place. You go, who the hell's Abraham Toro? Miles Straw? Chaz McCormick? Who are these people? Who are they? They'd be stars on our team. I'd take them right now. Right now. And that's that, that credit to the Astros. You know, everybody hates them and boos them and play, you know, makes garbage can jokes. They're good. They're gone. They're gone. Sound like Steve Fisher. You know what that makes me uh want to do? What's that? Get my teeth cleaned. I just feel like right now, I just feel like <laughs> yeah, I need there you teeth go. cleaning. And you know where I go when I get a teeth cleaning? Oh, we know. Center for Advanced Dentistry, right off of the Chagrin Boulevard exit in Woodmere, Beachwood, whatever you want to call it. I think it's Woodmere or Beachwood. It's one of those two. Regardless. How's that one How's that one it? lane on Chagrin? There's a good no, wood, they, There's an old no, Woodmere no. bit. They, yeah. That is, that is, yeah. Don't speed, as you well know, on, on Chagrin Boulevard. 25 miles per hour, they will bust you. But in all seriousness, go to cfad.net, and when you go to that page, you're going to see two smiling faces staring back at you. The great Dr. Ben Hornstein, America's greatest dentist, and his partner, Sean Schlissel, 
And these guys will take fantastic care of you in a relaxed, chill environment that puts you at ease. And again, whether you just need a teeth cleaning from the great Sandy, America's greatest hygienist, uh, hygienist, or you need a total smile reconstruction, they can help you out. So check them out at cfad.net, and uh, you can give them a call. Whoops, sorry, one second. You can give them a call at 216-595-1710. And again, that's the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Sean Schlesel, and America's Greatest Dentist, Dr. Ben Hornstein, who, by the way, not only does he love Cleveland sports, but he also loves breaking tea t-shirts, these. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? All right, I will in a second. You know, it's kind of funny. I was reading, I'm telling you all about this book that I seem to be plugging nonstop and don't care, uh, Who Not How by Dan Sullivan, co-authored by Dr. Ben Hardy. (laughs) 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 Not Hornstein, Hardy. I'm sure Dr. Ben and... uh, Dr. Ben Hardy will get together at some point. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about Dr. Ben Hornstein, by the way, the other day when they were talking about, somebody was talking about that they came into Detroit and had a Coney dog, one of these golfers in this golf tournament, and they said, no, I'd rather have Skyline Chili. And I know that's a Ben Hornstein classic because he's a Cincy guy at heart. Skyline Chili, by the way? Sucks. gross. It's horrible. 
spaghetti. It's spaghetti with shitty sauce on top of it. Yeah, get gold. If you go to Cincinnati, don't at me. get Gold Star. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, yeah, breaking, about breaking tea. Breaking oh. tea T-shirts. The Franimal is back. You want that Franimal T-shirt, don't you? To wear to the games. It's only twenty-four bucks at breakingtea.com/dairy. Go to the go there. Put the slash dairy d e r y in. And uh, that way you're going right to the Cleveland collection. You want Browns gear? Who's getting fired up for that NBA draft? You want a Cavs shirt, Sex Land? You get yourself a Breaking Tea t-shirt. When they draft Evan Mobley and tell you that he's going to be the next big thing, I'm sure they'll make a Breaking Tea shirt about that as well. Uh, Brown stuff, Tribe gear. Look, we're down on the Indians right now and, the, and everything else. But you're going this weekend, you want to go to a game and you want to wear something cool like a Jose Ramirez home run pitch shirt or even the Karen Chack Wild Thing shirt or 99, as Todd calls him, uh, go to breakingtea.com slash dairy and get the gear right there at the Cleveland Collection. Um, they do a great job, and we appreciate them sponsoring us here at the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Um, Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. I don't know where else to go here, man. I mean, this is just brutal. It's like, oh, I got to look up pitching matchups. Who even knows who's pitching for our team every day? <laughs> you just have no it's idea. Pretty, it, it's pretty sad. I mean, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you another thing. Uh, well, hold on, I, I, hold on, I, I, hold on. Good news. Good news comes Thursday. At least Zach Plesak's coming back. Yes. To, to, an, exactly to an extent. Where I was going. That's exactly where I was going with it. Uh, the return of Zach Plesak on Thursday is a little, a little bit of sunshine that we need because at least that means Logan Allen probably doesn't have to pitch anymore. So that, that's always a positive. And he's, they said he's only going to pitch about 65 pitches or so. And then they're going to send him back down. They're, was it, was it send him to Arizona during the, during the, uh, I, I, yeah. I can't yeah, yeah. what I yeah, they're sending, sending him to Arizona yeah. to yep. stretch him out and keep him pitching and then have him as a full rotation member um, by the end of, or, or after the all-star break, which can't come soon enough. And congratulations to both Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber for making the all-star team. Uh, I, uh, I personally, as much as I love Shane Bieber, I thought Aaron Savali deserved it more. Um, but you know, this is a big, you know, players vote and, uh, you know, Bieber obviously being reputation, one of the reputation. And yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's going to get that nod, but, uh, you know, Jose Ramirez obviously uh, deserves it. I I I don't really think I could sit here and make a case for anybody else on the team. I mean, maybe you could say Emmanuel Classe, but ninety uh, nine's been good. I, I don't know if he's all star material. Where are you, officer material? <laughs> God, I'm worried about you. <laughs> oh man, swallowed a lot of aggression. 
That's right. Along with, along a, lot with a lot of pizzas. Of pizzas. Would, you, uh, would you have tried a James Karinczak back out for the ninth last night? Because, because, because Class A pitched two innings the day before? Well, I'll tell you what I wouldn't have. Now, what they should have done last night, Nick Sandlin was not used last night, which didn't make sense to me. When, this is another guy, Nick Whitgren. Listen, great dude. He's given us some good years, but he should never be pitching in any sort of high leverage situation at this point. Sandlin should have been used, was not used at all. And I thought, oh, well, that's because Classe is not going to pitch. So he's going to use Sandlin in the eighth and Classe or, and, and Karen Jack 99 in the ninth. By the way, in the, in the eighth inning, when uh, 99 came into pitch, he was really, really good. When you go back and watch the film, they weren't touching him. He was dominant. I already, I already, I already, wa- I already watched it when I got home. I haven't. Sl- I, I have not slept back out there for a second inning only because you got to think long term. You, I mean, you can't be burning these guys out. And I know today's an off day. I get it, but I, I would not have sent him out there. But that's just me. Obviously, if Classe, you know, if you know Manuel Margot doesn't get that ridiculous infield single that was total luck then the, you know who knows how that inning plays out things could have been completely different so. you know class a has a gold glove you know that it's made it, is it made of a pure 20 uh, 24 karat gold oh, rock he, hard because yeah, he can't he wear, yeah he wears it on the field he get, legitimately get is the worst i, I can't he's the worst fielding pitcher i've ever seen ever, ever. He, he's made so many bad plays it, it's it's insane it's like he's never fielded the ball and as it's funny because Zach Plesak is like Zach Plesak. I'll tell you who else was great in his day. Josh Tomlin was an awesome defender. Hey, do you know Eli Morgan reminds uh, the TV broadcast of Josh Tomlin? (laughs) Hey, hey, did you know that Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw went to high school together? (laughs) What about Bill Cower purchased a house in uh, Strongsville? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you know the lake caught on fire? Woo! Hey, I hear the Indians are changing their name. I will say this about about uh, Brooks' boyfriend, Eli Morgan. He has been pretty decent the last couple times, and I think that you've seen some nice development. He could have done pull a little Logan Allen, and after his first two outings that were bad, completely turtled, and he's turned it around. He's really done a nice Ooh. job. Okay, so let's say Zach Plesak does pitch Thursday, which they're announcing he's going to against the Royals. Mm-hmm. It, then you would say, okay, let's take a let's take ten steps back and look at this group, okay? Zach Plesak would then be the ace of this current group. Who's the yes. number two starter if they were playing a playoff series? Oh, okay. I, well, here my answer is J.C. Mejia, but the correct, but the the answer that they would give would be Quantrill. Do you like Mejia over Quantrill? Right now, I do. Yes, Cal. He's too hot and cold. I, I Sometimes <laughs> Mejia has got, there's been two outings. He's been uh, uh, broomed out after one I, inning. I know, I know. All right, but you know what? It's probably Quantrill. I, it's, I guess Quantrill. I, there's something in Mejia that I really like. I think he gives a different look than everybody else. Well, Eli does too, but uh, I, I guess I guess I'd go with Quantrill. He's got more of a track record, major league track record, than, than Mejia. But those two are basically two and two A. For me, what about you? I'd probably say Cal. I'd give him a little bit of an edge. I like the adjustment that they made with him uh, in his uh, delivery the other day, and he pitched pretty well. The McCormick home run, 
It wasn't like it was right down the middle. He went high fastball away to try to get him, which he had gotten him earlier in the game, and the guy put a good swing on it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. man, you know, I, I mean, I thought he pitched right, pretty I'll well. Cal. You're right. You're right. I, I, do I, like I, Ma- I do like Mejia, and I do like Morgan. I do. I, I think eventually, if we can get healthy, like, they're not even healthy in Columbus. Like, I want to see what Scott Moss would look like. But he's not healthy. Or Adam Scott, and he's not healthy. You know, and then McKenzie, who knows? And maybe I was a little harsh on him earlier, but, geez, like, if you can't be up here now helping, what are you doing? <laughs> That's the whole thing. Like, at the beginning of the year, he was in the rotation, and now he's healthy, and really, at this point, should have been established and at essentially being the one or two guy with all these injuries. And he, you know, I looked down at his last couple starts, um, He's still walking four guys, you know. I know, like you I know, I know. And if you're walking guys in AAA, that you can't come up here. I mean, it's just that. It bothered it me sucks. when they when they sent him down the first time. And I know you have 48 hours to report. And he took that 48 hours and he went and visited his friends. Like he's like, I'm going to go to a Lake County Captain's game, and I'm going to go to an Akron. Like he drove around the state and went to games. Like I'm not saying you're supposed to wallow in the mire or immediately get there and start working, but. Get there and start working. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, it was like, hey, Tristan McKenzie's on Twitter at a, at a captain's game, seeing some of his friends. Like, huh? Yeah, I mean, get to Columbus and get to work. Some of it is immaturity. And, you know, what you, what you hear <laughs> is that everyone likes him personally. He says he's, he's a, a great kid. kid. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's, he's a really he's, good kid. He seems so, like a down to earth guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just think that there's mature, you know, he's just got to get more mature. I mean, the other thing is, he was jumped so quickly in his development. We we forget he he basically made two starts for two years, you know, and and in, in, in a perfect world, this year would you know he wouldn't have been rushed up last year when they needed, or this year he probably could have spent more time in AAA, but they had to use him. It's just you know when they decided that they were going to make trades from that rotation and. You know, we had the we had these next guys were supposed to step forward, and then when you have all these injuries, and then you got guys that you know, I don't know. It's just obviously it's a very frustrating time to be an Indians fan, and uh, you, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to say that there's there's better days ahead in this. But I did I did say this weeks ago on this podcast. This the way that this team is currently constructed and the pitching and the you know the they got to be so perfect and whatever. It wasn't like they were ever going to go out and rattle off a nine-game winning streak, but a nine-game losing streak was always not that far off, and that uh, has shown up. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean seven in a row, nine of ten. Having to, they will now play two tomorrow against Tampa Bay. Um, when you're throwing, I'm assuming Mejia and Hentges. They haven't really said who's pitching when. And if those are the two guys, which would then lead us to have to start Logan Allen again on Sunday against the Royals, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, Wait, well, if why would they have to start him on Sunday? Oh, Plesak would be on Thursday. Well, who knows what they're going to do. You know, they could – tomorrow could be completely up in the air, and they may – they could throw guards up for two. You know what I mean? They could say, hey, 
uh, we're going to start Justin Garza for two innings and, and, and piggyback him with someone. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, love, I, I'm on vac- I love I'm on vacation. You sent me a text. Uh, Justin Garza is coming up. What, give me give me your thoughts. I'm like, wasn't that like the third or fourth starter at uh, Class A a couple yeah. years ago? Like, you know I pay attention to that stuff. I'm not, you know, I don't geek out like uh, uh, some of these okay, guys Ellis. do. Jeff or, or jo- with Justin L. I forgot his uh, last name, but he's another good guy. And the guys at Indians pro- prospe- uh, Perspective or whatever yeah, do a great job. <laughs> you know, they're there. They've been all over Oscar Gonzalez. Like, hey, bring him up. Let's go. I mean, they're not going to bring up an outfielder from Akron. But, but you're but. totally right. Ju- Justin Garza was not on my radar screen. <laughs> no, nowhere near. Nowhere near it. No. They, when when they added him to the forty man. I remember I, we were texting, and I was like, and I asked you in the scouting report because I legitimately had never heard of him. And and I would say that I, you know, I, I know everybody. I didn't know him. <laughs> well, 42 and 40 uh, and, and, and being desperate, you know, look, you lose Bieber, you lose Plesak, you lose Savali, and your four and five st- spots were already in flux. You put Quantrill, you, you stretch him out, then you put him back in the pan, then you have to stretch him back out. I mean, there, there's a lot that they've dealt with. Um, yeah. and, and the offense, that you know, they had their entire lineup that I thought was the lineup lineup last night for one inning. One inning before yeah. Rosario, or two innings before Rosario, Eddie Rosario got hurt. So it's tough. It's a struggle bus right now. And this is not being in that dome, not the place you want to be right now. You have to win some games this weekend. But going to the break, feeling pretty good about yourself. The Royals have struggled. You know they're trotting out five, six starters. None of them can get anybody out. Um, you know I, I can't believe how bad Singer and Keller are. I thought those guys were really good. St- stunning to me that they're this I bad. Singer, I, I have, Singer's a member of ten percent capacity. Oh, there you go. Quite a dis- quite a disappointment. Uh, uh, as has Mike Miner, another member of ten uh, percent capacity. It's a deep league. We got everybody. It's kind of like you in the NL, like. You NL know, only. No one's ever heard of. Yeah, right. st- stubbed our toe this week. Uh, still leading uh, the division, though. Uh, still leading it with a nine and four clip. But you know, it's just it, it's it's frustrating. And you mentioned the defense uh, letting them down. And uh, at least last night, you're right. They showed a pulse. I like what Tito said after the game last night. These guys don't quit. They're going. You know, they're sticking together. You saw after Franmill had the double to make it eight five. You saw Hedges and some of the other guys in the dugout going nuts for him. They were so happy to see him back and and performing. And hopefully that continues. Hopefully those guys in the middle of the order contribute. Like you said, it's it's now going to be Ramirez, Reyes, and Bradley three four five every day. It's just incredible to me how when they were so banged up last week against Houston and then Jose had to sit. There's Bobby Bradley hitting third against the likes of Granky and. McCullers and guys like that. And you're like, this guy wasn't even on the team a month ago. Wasn't even good enough to beat out Jake Bowers. What an indictment on this organization that they held this kid back. I mean, just terrible. Because he's you can tell he belongs. You can tell. He's he's your first baseman now and hopefully into the future. He looks good. His home runs are not just, you know, fastballs down the middle that he's pulling. He's hitting the he's taking breaking balls the other way over the fence. Yeah, I like that. Opposite field. Yeah, he he's he's the field. one guy that's been nice to watch develop that looks legit. Because you're right, the outfield guys are all the same. <sighs> what are we gonna do? But in the meantime, I will be there Friday and Sunday. Oh baby! And uh, hopefully, I can get it done. I didn't get it done this weekend, but hopefully, I can get it done. 
see how it goes. So it looks like Mejia and Hentges uh, for the doubleheader tomorrow, 12-10 and then 3-10. Um, Michael Waka, we know, is pitching one of those games for the Rays, and it looks like the other game is going to be a bullpen game for them. Um, you know, Glass now has been hurt, and um, you know that's kind of how they've been piecing it together. Then uh, Thursday, you got Plesak back for 60 pitches. Danny Duffy, who's also on a pitch count, uh, is back for the Royals. Well, actually, we're actually going to see three lefties, just so we need it, right? Yeah, great. Uh, At least that means I don't have to see Yu Chang play because he's not on the team. <laughs> Eli Morgan on Friday night against uh, Brad Keller. Um, you know, we haven't mentioned the you know a name we have not mentioned on this show yet is the executive producer. Oh, he's enjoying his vacation. I was trying to leave him alone. Oh, okay. Um, the EP's on vacation, baby. Come on. There you go. Uh, Cal Quantrill on Saturday night at six ten against Mike Miner. And then it appears Logan Allen, I would assume, I guess. Bring up McCarty. You know what they could do? You know what they could? Well, he, the problem with McCarty is he's not on the 40 man roster, and you got to create another spot. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, Shout out to, uh, by the way, to Rene Rivera. Uh, great. Yeah. He did a great He did great work while he was here. I hope he stays somehow. Yeah, I, I hope that he doesn't get claimed and he can go back down to Columbus because you never know when they may need him again. Yeah. Uh, um, I when did uh, Tristan McKenzie start last in AAA? He started on Monday. What's what was yesterday? Monday, Sunday. Yes, okay. Sunday. So he started. Okay, he so could, he started. could okay. pitch. So he could a, pitch. He, no, but I I was thinking that he, would he be an option for the twenty seventh man to come up and pitch the doubleheader tomorrow? I'm trying to avoid having not not that listen. Sam Hentges is a reliever at this point in my head, anyways, because he never gets out of the you know he never goes more than two and two thirds. <laughs> but uh, I was thinking like, oh, well, if, if Tristan's turn, maybe they bring him up to the twenty. No, I think he pitched Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that does mean that we got to see Logan. Oh, that means I'm going. <laughs> oh, I got to see Logan pitch live on Sunday. Unless they brought McKenzie back and tried it again. Hey, you never know. It is amazing how, like, the Royals have pitched all their young guys, and then they brought up, you know, even some other younger guys, some of their top picks, and the names are escaping me right now. I'm on zero sleep. Well, Bubik pitches Bubik pitches on Sunday, but he's not. He, who, who's the other lefty they brought up to make his debut against us a few weeks ago? Yeah, uh, he was their top uh, guy. He was tall, the tall left-handed. Tall kid. left-handed kid with the hair. I forgot his yeah, name. I, I can't think of him. Again, I haven't. I haven't slept. Flying back from Miami, and let me tell you something about that Miami airport, Todd. Oh my God, what a that place is a disaster. That there's no food options, and then well, you, you try to Sunday night also. You trying to find it? You trying to find a gate is impossible. Like you figure, gate one and then gate three would be right after it, right? Or gate two? Forget it. Gate one down this hallway. Gate two, walk ten more minutes. Like what? What, what are we doing here? Um, anyway, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, Logan Allen against uh, Bubik. Uh, he's a lefty. Um, but yeah, like the Royals are pitching all these young guys. We're pitching all these young guys. Some of them we hyped up. Some of them we thought would be better. And then, like, the unnamed team, who, oh, by the way, is only four and a half games behind us, they pick up Willie Peralta, who's out of baseball, and this guy's throwing seven shutout innings in Texas last night. Like, what is going on? That guy that guy mowed us down last week, too. Yeah, that was Willie pathetic. Peralta? Come on. That was pathetic. Ugh. What uh. are you going to do? Well, listen, you never know with this team, you know? 
for all we know, you know, they'll go out and rip off four in a row all of a sudden and be like, It'd oh, be yeah, nice. now we're figuring It'd out. It'd be nice. It would, it would be nice. I'd like a little momentum heading into the break. I don't, I, you, you know, if they go stumbling into the break and they're under 500, things things could take a turn. And I, I that's not what I'm looking for for the rest of the summer. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm not counting them out yet. I'm not saying it's over. It's going to be very difficult to make the playoffs. The American League, I don't think they have any great teams, although I think Houston and the White Sox are going to end up in the ALCS. I just do. But, like, Boston's playing really well. You know, the Blue Jays are better than us. The A's are better than us. Like, those teams that you want to – when they were here a month ago. <clears throat> right. You know, the Rays are probably better than us. Even though that bullpen last night, we hammered it. Yeah. They don't impress me. That, that team did not – I mean, listen, they came back and beat us, but this is not – the team of last year, in my in my opinion, Toronto. How many times last night did Zimmer come up with a runner on and just strike out? God, how about that three pitch? What about that three? What about that three hit? A uh, three pitch at bat where Rich Hill threw three lollipops to him and he couldn't hit any of them. You didn't know that wasn't coming. God, he sucks. <laughs> All right, Dairy Brothers Tribecast for a uh, a new week. A new episode, thanks to our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. Thanks to executive producer Jeremy, who's on vacation. Thanks to you, Todd, for uh, trying to get us a win last night as I was in the air. I got like, nothing, like, nothing like the minute the plane, the, the, the plane lands on the ground and I turn off my airplane mode. I thought about buying Wi-Fi, but I'm like, no, this will, this will be a bad idea. Bad luck. Right? We're up 8 to 5. Let me just turn it off as we, as we got off the tarmac and finally got in the air and then to... Hit the button. I'd see 26 texts come up from you. Um, and then I went to the app and 9-8. Uh, but All right, brother. You're the man. Thank you. Enjoy your week. Dairy Brothers Tribecast are brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and also BreakingTea.com. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.